Welcome to Keeping Business Real, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordaff, and in four short years, I've built a thriving online business that supports our family. This podcast offers an honest and very real take on the reality of online business, strategies for growing yours, and all the inspiration to keep you going. I've got no time for BS. I'm all heart and all action. Let's keep it real. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. And today, something a little bit different. Uh, I thought I would just share something with you. Quite randomly, uh, a, a friend is starting a new business and with a partner, and I am helping a little bit with the marketing side of things. And like so many people who start their own businesses, They're passionate about what they're going to do and what they can offer and how they can help people. And yet, really, like the resistance to the marketing and the sales is real. And this is something that will be sold to corporates. So it's not online business related, but It's all the same stuff that we need to know ourselves. So what I'm going to do is share the questions as I was digging in, because what, what, when I was, when I was talking about it, it's like everyone who is offering anything to sell needs to know what their position is, what their, what's unique about them, why people should care about this. And it's so obvious to you, I'm sure, the type of help that you could offer people. And if people come and work with you, they do your programs, just what's possible for them. But it is null and void and you will be broke forever if you do not know how to market that product. It's just it's just the truth. And if you have huge resistance to selling or to marketing, you are you're cutting yourself off off at the pass. This this beautiful big idea, the type of lifestyle that you dream about, it's not possible. So I'm going to be sharing with you all of the questions that I have sent my friend so that they can start to drill into uh, their own, like I need from them information about what they're offering, who they're selling to, why it makes a difference, and you know, what they actually what they want out of this so that I can help them position their product and uh, and start selling it. So, you know, creating a little one-pager, maybe some website content, you know. I'm such a good friend, you guys. <laughs> um, so I thought it would be valuable for you to hear these questions too, for you to like literally write these down so that you can go and start to drill into what you do. I'm going to share a little bit about why I ask these particular questions and it will become really obvious to you that if you don't know the answer to these questions, it's going to be hard for you to really connect your offer with the people you want to sell it to. Okay, so here goes. There's a fair few, you guys, so hold on for the ride. So the first question, and these are in no particular order. This was just me kind of banging them out, was I wanted to know who they're pitching this product to. So, you know, they'd go to 
corporate meetings and do whatever people in the actual workforce do. Um, but obviously for online business, that's like, who, who's your ideal client? Who do you want to buy this thing? And I say, I said to pick an example person and tell me anything and everything about them. You know, just pick someone who you, you would meet in one of these meetings. Tell me their age, their seniority, what their role is, their marriage status, the level of education they've had, the suburb they live in, their desires, their work satisfaction level. Like, you know, are these people just going to be grumps, cynical grumps, or are they loving what they do, like, you know, kicking goals in life? How um, they're viewed within the organization, you know, that would affect how they're going to be able to sell what you're selling into the organization. All of this stuff, dig, 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 dig about the person that you're going to be selling to. It's so important. If you don't know who you're selling to, just answer some of those questions, write it out, create that image of them, that picture of them. And it doesn't, it's not like right or wrong. It's just to give, give you a sense of, because, you know, when you, when you write social posts, when you write newsletters, when you write blogs, if you show up on videos, you're actually talking to one person. Only like one person is hearing that. And just like many, many one people (laughs) are hearing it. But but we have to connect with that one person. That's how you get traction. Okay. The next thing we want to know is what they're struggling with. Like, what is this person really struggling with? What's not working well for them in relation to your area of expertise, in relation to how you might want to help them? So what, what's, what's just like bumming them out big time? What is making work really hard for them? What is making family life hard if you help parents? Like all those sorts of things. So what are their struggles? But then then we sort of break this down a little bit further. And this is all about, you know, humans are complex characters. There's a lot that goes on. There's a lot that people can say. But the, most of it goes unsaid, and I'm sure you'd probably agree with me there. Our inner um, dialogue is nonstop and constant, and not all of that, obviously, unless you're Lisa Cornup, <laughs> comes out in actual words. Um, but so two things. The first one is what are they whinging to their colleagues about? or their friends about, you know, what's the water cooler conversation? What are they like? Oh, bloody, you know, la, 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 or this never works, or this is what I'm struggling with, you know. So the stuff that they're actually saying out loud. But then what are they stressing about in bed at night? And this might have nothing to do with your area of expertise, but who are these people? And what are they really, really at a core level worried about? You know, what's keeping them up? Are they worried about their kids? Worried they're not going to have enough money for retirement? Worried they're never going to reach their potential? Like, what's going on for them? Then, next, we've delved a little bit into them, into their little psyche. If your particular product or service or membership, whatever it is, could wave a magic wand and, you know, make their problems go away, what would that look like? So what would it look like for them to be like, 
thinking, wow, that's like, that's a miracle. This is this, this is everything that I could have asked for. What would that entail? So I think about this in the context of my small steppers, that they would get to the end of a year in the membership and go, oh my gosh, I actually, I have some systems around my house that make my life easier. I'm not running around like a freak anymore. I actually feel quite organized. And uh, has anyone noticed we're not having takeaway three ta- three nights a week anymore? Uh, we actually have some actual meals that don't cost a fortune that everyone eats. Whoa, kicking goals. And if you're not aware of what that waving magic wand and and having you know the problems go away would mean to the people you work with, drill down into this. Ask them. If you have a social media following, if you have a newsletter, ask people, if I could make wave a magic wand and make your problems go away, what would I need to do? What would this look like? What would this mean for you? Then I think it's also really important to ask why they're doing things the way they currently do them. So, you know, in the context of my friend, I want to know why like how did they get to things being done the way that they're being done? Because we've all been indoctrinated in some way. Like it might be organization rules. It might be the way that they were taught at uni. It might be uh, just taking on previous um, previous uh, managers, you know, ways of doing things, uh, you know, for – for me, it became very obvious that small steppers w- were doing things the way they're currently doing them because they they didn't have access to strong food culture or their lives were so complex and so rushed and so overwhelming that even although cooking whole foods was simple, it was made to feel very hard and I needed to help them with other stuff if I wanted them to get the result that they wanted with food because it wasn't really about the food. So it's really interesting for you to think about like what led people to be doing things the way that they're currently doing them right now, which is obviously the way that they don't necessarily want to be doing them in the future. Um, in the context of, you know, helping corporates, uh, I asked what are their KPIs? But for you, it might be like what standards would they like to be working at or what results would they like to have or what outcomes do they want for their family, uh, for their lifestyle, for their business. You know, maybe you're someone who helps people with social media reach. What would be what would be something that they an outcome that they would really want from that. What would, you know, what are they reaching for? What are they being judged against? Uh, what what are their goals? And then I always think this is a really cool question. What would need to happen in 2019 or 2020, whatever it would be, for it to be their best year ever? And you know, in the context of your particular expertise or, you know, in the context of my friend, like at work, what would what would their best year ever look like? What would have had to have happened that year? 
because that can help you really drill down into, oh my gosh, that's what they really want. So if that's what they want, I need to talk to that. I need to let them know that that's possible. We need to be like pitching at that level and then break down exactly how that's going to work. If, you know, we worked out that they're cynical and over it and have seen silver bullets, been pitched silver bullets before that haven't worked. It's fascinating this stuff. I love it. Okay, so that's sort of about the people who you are going to be uh, that, that's your ideal client basically. And that is, that's a lot of work right there. <laughs> you can write as much or as little as you like, but if you don't know the answers to those questions, I really would suggest diving into those. The next part of the questions that I asked were more about the actual, the program. Cause I'm like, okay, well, what are you even, what does this look like? Do, do we know all of the ins and outs as someone who will help you market this or package it up? This is stuff that I, I feel like I need to know. And this is stuff that you should know about your products or services. So, uh, and, and, and things that the people who you're selling to will want to know. This is stuff that appears, you know, on sales pages and all that sort of thing. So the first thing is logistics, really. How do you want to deliver the program or how do you want to get them the outcome? So literally, what will you do with them? How long is this process going to take? And what do you need from them in order to get this outcome? Like what's, what, what's their time investment? You know, what, what will this require? You know, pulling people out. Is this a day thing? Is this weeks? Is this, you know, what, what does it actually look like? Flesh that out. Why is, is this particular product different to anything else out there? This is hugely important. Like people like new, they like different. Well, sometimes they can be scared. Sometimes they just want tried and true. But that's where another one of the questions comes in. But really, what makes this unique? What makes what you're saying different? And sometimes we can feel like, oh man, I'm just, I don't even know. I don't, like, I feel like this is kind of similar to maybe what other people are doing. And if that's the case, you need to find a point of differentiation. You need to find your unique mechanism, the way that you're doing things differently to everybody else. Because if they feel like they've tried everything else, they then they need it to be new and different. In the world of online business, a lot of the time that's your voice and it's your particular experience or your particular take on things. There's so much room out there for loads of people to be talking about healthy food and uh, you know, parenting advice or mindset stuff because we find people who we jet, like we really vibe with and you know, we usually stick with them. That's what I found for me anyway from my mentors and teachers. Uh, and then a question like who would you love to work with? Like what would be their dream clients and who would be your dream clients? Who do you really love working with? Who is a total drainer to you when you've worked with people? Who has just been like, oh my God, can this just end? I cannot deal anymore. <laughs> and who do you just love? You know, when you see these particular people in your programs or 
you know, a particular type of person enters your clinic or whatever it is, and you just think, yes, this is going to be awesome. Who is that? And then another really interesting question, deeply uncomfortable, deeply uncomfortable for so many of us, is what makes you an expert and the perfect person to deliver this? And I don't know about you, but I, I consistently move away from the expert status thing. But I think people generally want to know why you? Why should I care what you say? I just want to know a little bit about you. What's your experience? What's your history? How have you got these results for other people before? Are you a fly-by-night person? Is this just a flash in the pan and you're just trying to make a little bit of money or are you the real deal? People want to know that stuff. Then obviously, how much is it going to cost? An essential thing to have worked out. And then what's even more important when it comes to marketing is how much is the problem they have currently costing them? As in, what will it cost them to not work with you? So it's a really interesting question because not many of us think about that we want people to jump in because of the benefits to, to having the change that we know we can help them with. But not not many times do we think, like, what's it actually costing these people to not have access to this information, to not have this transformation? You know, health is a really obvious one. You're going to continue this way? You know, not taking any action means that things aren't, they're not even necessarily going to stay the same. They're going to keep getting worse. What does that literally cost them? What does it cost someone to have no systems in their business? What does it cost someone to, you know, even I think about the keeping video real stuff, to not be visible? It's going to cost them their business if they don't get out there and get seen and start moving past the fear of, of judgment and all of that kind of stuff. So when, you, when, you, when you're marketing and when you're talking about your thing, I, I think we do need to get conscious that sometimes there is a cost to people not having access to the information. And it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary, but there, there's always, there is always a cost to staying stuck in the pain. Uh, but then also, you know, when it comes to the money stuff is why is this a safe investment? So why should people feel secure in buying this? You, can you guarantee the outcomes? Will you give me my money back if I don't get the particular outcome? Then just some cool big picture questions. If you were to speak on stage and sell people into your program, your book, your membership, whatever it is, what would the title of your presentation be? You know, what are you known for? What could you get people, what are people genuinely interested in that they'd want to listen to? What is the, what is the, the hook here? Then what's your big vision for your business? What the big vision, like, you know, five years down the track, 10 years down the track, what's the big vision you have? Are you still just stuck in, 
trying to get a course created so that you can earn some money? Or are you working from a different place, from having a really big vision for your life, for the impact that you're going to make, for how many employees you'll have, for, you know, don't be afraid of that. It's hugely motivating. And I think it does, it also gives you permission to not have to do it all right now. Create that longer term vision. Feel it's, it's sort of pulling you along. It's a beautiful thing. And then also, what are the values of of your business? What does it stand for? It's a really important question to ask because a lot of that drives almost like (laughs) the identity, the decision-making, the vibration of the the business. And it can just... for me, I wanted to dig into that a little bit because it would give me a, a great sense of, of the people behind it and of the risk-taking or the language to use or you know, all sorts of things. So that's it. I think that's 18 questions all up. That's some homework for you if you want it. And the reason why all this stuff is so important is because if you don't know who you're selling to, if you don't know what you're selling and why it's going to make a big difference in people's lives, if you don't have a sense of where this fits into a much bigger vision, then it's you can struggle to get momentum. You can struggle to create the marketing materials that you need in order to be able to sell. And it's just it's just a really interesting exercise and you 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 cannot do this often enough. I go back to this stuff all the time, all the time. And I observe my community and I respond to their questions in groups and I see what's going on for them. And it's interesting because if I want to help a lot of people, I need to be able to help one person first. And it's, that's totally possible. And we put off things sometimes because we want it to be huge and big and crazy. But really, if we just focus on on helping one person first, like this friend needs one client to prove that this is something that can be really great. But if But if the marketing isn't there, if they've got no idea who they're selling to, what they're selling, why it's going to make a big difference, why that person will be moved into action to purchase, then they'll create something amazing and it will just sit there as a great idea. So I literally said, swallow the marketing pill (laughs) so you can get out and start making this happen. I know it's uncomfortable, but it's got to be done. It's got to be done, you guys. Embrace the marketing. Really, at the end of the day, it's a lot of storytelling, it's a lot of connection, and it can be an act of service because these people, at the end of the day, these people need what you have. So it's your job to make sure that that message reaches them in a really practical way where they're like, yes, oh my gosh, how does this person know? How does this person know that this is exactly what I need or that in order for me to sell this up to the higher higher ups, it needs to tick this, this, and this. Well, you know, 
you know because you've done your homework, because you've made it a priority to understand who you're selling to and what they want. Okay? Oh, did that get a bit ranty? I hope that that was useful. I'd love to know. You can always write to me and let me know. And you can also write and let me know if you have any any ideas for future podcast episodes. I love jamming on all this stuff. Hope it's super helpful. Hope your business is rocking. And I'll see you next week. Well, that is another episode of the Keeping Business Real podcast done and dusted. But make sure that you don't miss out on knowing when I release the next one. Be sure to become a subscriber over on your podcast app of choice and make sure to leave a review. I would love to know what you're thinking of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is head straight to lisacorduff.com. I have an amazing cheat sheet there waiting for you to help you overhaul your marketing mindset. Let's face it, sometimes the selling part of business is the part that feels most icky. I want to help you out and I want to help you grow your business in an authentic way that feels really, really good to you lisacorduff.com for your free cheat sheet and I'll see you in the next episode.